This is another episode of the Backstage Sports Podcast. I'm Connor. I'm JT Harger. Uh, and uh, today we have a, a super special guest uh, in the building kicking with us backstage. Uh, this guy is a phenomenal human being. We always have great people, but he's he's a he's a phenomenal human being. Super cool dude. Uh, super knowledgeable. He is a real estate agent um, by profession. Uh, he also is a former ball player. Um, if I didn't get this right, he stands about what are you six four, six five, six nine, six nine. Sorry to uh, disrespect the height there. Six nine, five inches, bro. Um, I'll probably still dunk on him. Uh, but I doubt that he is. Uh, he's one of the movers and shakers of Los Angeles, especially in the real estate game. He's uh currently working with the Clippers, I believe. Uh, on some deal that they have, and we'll find out more about this. Some deal that, that they have moving into Inglewood with their new stadium. Odess Riley, welcome to the show, bro. All right, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. What's up, man? Thanks for yeah, coming man. through. Thanks for coming through. Uh, so you, if your people aren't, for those who aren't watching, Odess is hopping out of the car right now. Uh, you came from looking at Jets today or something like that? Looking at some uh, some jets, uh, not buying. Looking at how the hours work now to be able to take a jet because you don't want to be on these regular flights these days with all these crazy people who don't right. wear a mask. Right. True. Right. True. Joe, you and I should look into jets. I, I I was thinking about calling you earlier and seeing if you were if you were down to because I had a couple yeah. of jets in mind that I did want to check out. Okay. Yeah. Send them my way. Yeah. I support this. I think we should go in. Grab some jets, you know, and then we yeah. can check out the games. We can Grab. start going to the games. Yeah, and we don't have to watch them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, so I, I knew you were uh, uh, in the real estate game. I didn't know you were in, in the airline game. So, how did you? How did you get about? Like, how did you get in this situation where you're you're looking at airplanes? So once again, not looking to buy yet. I'm working right. on that. I'm working uh -huh. on that. But um, I have a, it's a, a gentleman, um, Anthony Thurston with um, Fly Dream Flights. It's a black owned um, company. Uh -huh. He has his own plane and he flies. Um, and I showed a lot of interest in it. And I was telling him, you know, I've been having this, I was taking Jet Suite X and I was looking into certain things. Mm -hmm. And he said, with the commercial real estate I'm doing right now mm -hmm. and with the, um, all the diversity they're looking for in certain things mm -hmm. that it might be open to me being able to be the gentleman that they talk to uh -huh. or the, the diversity that they're looking for uh -huh. to be a, a spokesperson. So awesome person possibly. And then, you know, fly some, take some flights. That's awesome. So his, this is a, a black owned commercial airline company. That is correct. That is awesome. And what's the name of it again? Fly Dream Flights. Fly Dream Flights. That's awesome, man. But what if um, I wanted to fly? You're, sure. You wear your hat backwards, you'll be okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> sir, fly. sir, sir, you're going to have to turn your hat backwards, please. Yeah, before you hop on this, this flight. That's awesome. So, yeah, uh, go check out Fly Dream Flights uh, if you are uh, looking to uh, – to make some moves okay so we got a lot to get into let's get into it uh first and foremost the dodgers won uh, the the chip wow uh this is a this is the second uh championship in la in less than what a month it feels like uh 
I'm I'm down for a, a, a joint parade. Like I I've, I've been putting feelers out there, trying to figure out what's the situation with the parade. Timothy Parker, who we're gonna have on soon, at some point, covers the Dodgers uh, for Comcast Sportsnet. His thing is no way this this joint parade thing isn't happening. Uh, but how epic would a joint parade be in LA? In LA? That sounds like the epic center for COVID. Well, of course. It w- it would be a super spreader event if we had it right now. But I'm saying, like, when we when it's okay to have a parade, how dope would a joint parade be? Like, that I that would be insane. We would have to bring in the national guard just to oh, keep yeah. people. It'd be the most Modelo, Corona, and Budweiser ever seen, <laughs> and Hennessy ever sold. Oh, for sure. That'd be it dope. Would, and I think that all the Lakers should wear number eight Lakers jerseys and all the Dodgers who are number 24 Dodgers jerseys. Oh, that would be that dope. Would be dope. that be sick? That, that would be, be so dope. They were – I saw a clip of them uh, downtown. All the Dodger fans were, like, gathered, just like they did when the, the Lakers won. And and there, there's, like, a crowd of maybe five – it looks like 500 Dodger fans all dressed in the Dodger gear. And they're All Latino. Here. All Latino. And they're, they're, they're chaining Kobe. Like, they're just down there, and they're just chaining Kobe for, like, a good 20 minutes. I was like, this is, this is dope. This is 2020 trying to, uh, trying to fix itself here, trying to autocorrect. Well, they feel amazing because my Giants won three in five years and uh, just dominated baseball. So they've just yeah. been waiting. And, you know, it's weird, too, because I feel bad saying this because I'm a Giants fan. So if the Dodgers are playing the Giants, I'm rooting for the Giants. But I've yeah. lived in L.A. so long and really watched this team, like, grow from, like, the nucle- nucleus to, like, like, Yasiel Puig, all these great players kind of come and go to mm-hmm. them, getting into the World Series and failing that. I was actually rooting for him. And, of yeah. course, Austin, my son, is a giant Dodgers fan. Good and job, now, Austin. You know, you can't yeah. blame his dad's taste, you know. <laughs> he's, he's, all, he's all about it. But, well, you know, that's what I get for raising my kid in L.A. Right. Luckily, luckily, he is a Warriors fan, though, so I got that. Oh. Um, mm. But it was it was it was pretty cool seeing them when I felt good for Clayton Kershaw and Mookie Betts is my. He new needed favorite. that. You that, said Mookie that solidified his career right there. Yeah, Clayton needed because he he and and I'm not a, a an avid baseball watcher, but I watch enough to know that Clayton uh, was having a bad couple postseasons and and his reputation was taking a hit. But it wasn't all on him though. I mean, if you look at it, if you ride a horse the whole way somewhere every year. Yeah. And you don't put enough tools around them. When he gets to the end of the line, you want him to have some burst. He's like, I'm dead. I gave you everything I had to get us here. It, it never, but, it's, and I just had this, this, uh, this conversation with somebody uh, uh, the other day. It never is all on one person in a team sport. Unless you're, unless you're in boxing or tennis, it never is all on one person. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and that, boxing that, that, is a team sport. It, it, yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, it, it never, you, 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 you can never just be like, yeah, it's his fault. And, and, and you know what I mean? Uh, especially in a sport like baseball, where he might pitch in game one and not pitch again until game four. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. You know what I mean? So he, he did have some bumpy. He didn't pitch as well in the playoffs as he did sometimes in the regular season. But I, I thought he kind of dispersed that stuff. But then I felt bad too because I watched this game. Mm-hmm. He came in 
I think in relief against maybe it was the Nationals and got rocked, including a big home run. And he was yeah. devastated. I felt so bad for him. He was in the dugout, like just like staring at the ground, like, yeah. just in disbelief that it ended that way. But you know, now they get the sweet, the sweet victory. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. That's dope for them. So, uh, we'll we'll keep an eye out for when this parade can happen. At least let's do a virtual parade and turn up uh, from the house. Uh, we had a we had a speaking of a virtual situation, we had a little virtual uh, watch party for the garbage bowl the uh for the podcast it was a garbage bowl watch party for the eagles versus the giants uh last thursday which ended what you say i think it's background oh oh uh which which ended in uh in an epic fashion with my eagles winning but the story of the game was the ghost that tripped up Daniel Jones. Um, and I don't, I don't know if you guys have seen some of these memes. Um, but if you haven't, we're going to look at them right now. Uh, sucks for those who are listening. But this, this, this one meme that we're looking at is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, God. Just, just go ahead and, and coming off the top rope, dropping Daniel Jones. That's what happened. That's kind of what happened. The next one, I don't know who this guy is, but he's giving he's he's giving him a foot to the back of his helmet here. This is amazing. Uh, this next one is is that Kurt Angle? The internet is undefeated. I think it is. Think it is yeah, that's Kurt Angle is. with the uh, with his patented like ankle breaker move, uh, with with Daniel Jones in the same position. Uh, well, see, now they're just lifting him higher and higher in the air. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this this one, he's like super high in the air and he's he's about to get pile drive through a table. Um, so that was cool. This is Booker T with, with the leg drop. With the leg drop uh on Daniel Jones's head. So the memes were uh the memes were pretty epic, and there's there's so much, there's so many more of them. Um incredible. But really the story of of uh the the football weekend uh for week seven was kyler versus russ which was kind of dope um i mean that was a dope game and and kyler got the upset which for my fantasy team was a big win um but it felt like we were looking at you know the the present versus the future you know what i mean like like to me, Kyler is like a is like a mini Russ. Mini Russ. You know what I mean? And I can see him maturing into Russ. You know what I mean? Into a Russ type quarterback. Their games are super similar. They're kind of they're kind of similar in stature and everything like that. Um, but what what do you what do you guys what were you your thoughts on the the Kyler and Russ situation and, and how do you see that playing out in the long run? Like, is it too is it too premature to say like yeah like Kyler can be Russ? Like Kyler can be on that trajectory where he can be. A Russell. Man, if he if he can if as long as he can stay on his feet and yeah. not get hurt, he's a stud. Yeah. It, it's he's so small, like it's so weird seeing him play quarterback. But he's got the arm. Yeah. He's got the in, the you know, the running instincts, the speed. Um, you know, he's Russell, shorter than the running back. It's crazy yeah, sometimes. He's behind the yeah, line. You're crazy. Like, now, okay. Russ is built sturdier. And he's probably more of a pocket passer. Not that Kyler can't learn that, but for some reason, I just feel like Russ is built more for long, long term. Yeah. Whereas Kyler might be a seven, eight, nine year guy. I don't know. But 
Who knows? Like he was amazing. That game was incredible. That's gonna be a rivalry for a long time. Kyler's a winner. They're both winners. If you look yeah. at their pedigrees, they figure out how to win games. And yeah. I mean, he can't be as much of a pocket passer as Russ. He can't see over the pocket. Right. So he has to I get know. outside of the pocket. I was right. thinking about that. I was like, how is he throwing over these guys? Right. He's right. looking for windows and any opening he can find. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Russ is only five ten, so it's that you know he struggled with that a little bit too, but. Yeah, but but he's there. I think they're both sturdy, and I think that his pocket game will improve. Um, he he strikes me as one of those mobile quarterbacks who can really have a great a pocket game, um, like 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 Russ has. I'm just waiting for that one hit. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. one guy to but, hit him. Like who did I see the other day just get leveled? Some guy in the NFL just got. I think maybe it was Jones or somebody else just got just completely blindside pummeled. Yeah. And but you can't. I mean, at the NFL, that's everybody. Right. Everybody yeah, is one hit away from being out. And if you put that on a player, then that's the whole league. I mean, look at OBJ. Well, true. That's but, just sad. But Big Ben or some of these bigger guys can handle it better than Kyler Murray, right? Oh, yeah. no, I, I agree with that. But, I mean, a lot of it's going to come down to knowing your game, knowing when to get down, knowing yeah. when to get outside, knowing when to get out of bounds. And also, it's going to come down to the franchise. Good quarterbacks survive because of franchises. Right. Yeah. If they don't spend money on offensive linemen, yeah. your quarterback's not going to last no matter how sturdy he is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because like we like, you know, Cam Newton is one of the is one of the biggest, if not the biggest quarterbacks in the league. And his injury problems isn't because he can't take a hit. It's because he just has habitually gets had a shitty ten offensive times line. more than everybody else. Yeah, he just gets hit more than everybody else. But he's huge. He's a he's a tank. Cam Newton is a tank. It's ridiculous. Um, speaking of Cam Newton, he looked awful. I was just about to say. Awful speaking, against speaking my of, Niners. Speaking of Cam, he got benched. He got benched. He got benched. He got pulled. He got pulled. There's a difference. Well, however you want to dress it up, his ass he got was sitting pulled. on the pine. He got pulled to the bench. He got pulled <laughs> to the bench. And then he, he sat there. To? Who's he throwing to? He's throwing to us. He's throwing to a 40-year-old Edelman. I agree. I agree. He he has no the the receiving core that Tom Brady had even last year. It, this core is worse. You know what I mean. So I I agree that it's you know like I said it's not it's not all on Cam. Um, you know he 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 obviously he definitely can play better. Um, and, and I don't I don't read too much into the benching because to me I don't think that you know this is going to be you know uh, something that we see a lot. Um, but are we should we be looking more into the benching situation like is this a bigger deal than than people are making they, they rented cam they rented him and they turned him into a running quarterback they right. just pretty you, belichick does not care about players we all know this yeah I mean, belichick sure. cares about wins he said hey we can get a rental on cam Newton, a former mvp i can try to make it into the playoffs if not i can figure out who's here and who's not i mean they don't even have the defense think about it if they just had the defensive players they were supposed to have yeah. Defense would hold the scores down and Cam wouldn't have to do so much. Yeah. But because they don't have their defensive players, he's out there trying to make plays that he can't make when you have a bunch of bums. You got a bunch of guys from the grocery store trying to catch yeah. passes. He don't even have a running game. So that's that's killing his running game. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because at least in Carolina, you know, you had uh, CMC, which which forced them to, you know what I mean, to pay attention. Uh, but it's uh, not the running game. It's about stacking the line. Uh, the deep, yeah. the defense can stack the line because even if they had a running game, you don't worry about the receivers. You're not double covering anybody. Yeah, that that too. The one thing I did see, and I don't know if you guys noticed when um, 
Cam was sitting on the bench and Belichick at one point came back and just and he looked like he was just trying to tell him like, hey, we'll, we'll get ready for next week type of thing. Yeah. Which to what in my experience watching the Patriots, I, he doesn't usually do that. He's kind of like, go sit yeah. your ass over there and we'll talk later kind of guy. Yeah. But um, Cam did not look happy. Yeah. And it looked like it, and it looked like more of an of a than I was just disappointed in the way I played. It looked like he was pissed at, at the coach for pulling yeah. him and a lot of things. So, you know, you can read a lot maybe more into that than there was, but Cam's, you know, Cam's a confident guy and Belichick is is Belichick. So, I don't trust we'll any player who wants to get benched. If a guy goes over to the right, bench right, right. And he's okay with it. That's a bump. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you said he got pulled, so there's a difference. <laughs> no, no, I mean, he got pulled. I mean, he wasn't playing good. Yeah. And, you know, the coach – Belichick's a smart coach. He's yeah. like, look, you got to know when to hold him, know when to fold him, know when to walk away, and know when to run. And right yeah. now, I don't have an offensive line out here protecting him. I don't have a running game for him, and I don't have a receiver. I'm yeah. killing his confidence keeping him out of here. Let me get him out, and we'll rebuild. That's what, yeah, and that's what I thought, and that's when when he went over there. I was like, oh, he's just like, man, we got to get it together. We'll, we'll, you know, we're getting killed. Let's sit you down, get you some rest, and we'll get you ready for next week. But Cam didn't even look at him. He didn't yeah. even look at him. But Cam did. Cam did make a a comment into the media that um, he said to himself, "If you keep playing like this, this is gonna um, this is gonna be permanent." He said something like, you know, he went home and kind of reflected. So um, I think Cam, you know, understood what was that he going told on. him. He told himself that he said he told himself that. Yeah. No. So That's he, yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, th that that was very aware of self-aware of him to like make that type of statement and understand like, all right, I, you know, as, as bad as my team is, I also can play better. Um, but he looked good in the beginning of the season, the first couple of games. So I, I'm I'm. I'm sure right. that they'll. I'm sure that they'll figure some stuff well, out, and which is and, why everybody got hyped up because he was looking. Yeah, good. he looked good. And yeah. then but you can never trust the first half of a season. The right. defense no, but, know what you're gonna do. True. <laughs> right. True. But 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 I think it's because it was the Patriots. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was like all right, they're gonna just they're gonna keep the train moving a little bit, but yeah. it's not uh, moving right yeah. now. Yeah, I, I, I think they can they can be better because of Cam and Bill, but that with that team that's that's around them, they they bound to drizzle. Like it, it's not. Meanwhile, in Tampa Bay. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Tampa Bay, uh, the 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 Bucks put up 40, 45 on somebody. They're uh, rolling on people right now. Yeah, they are. And then they and, and okay, so and then they just signed Antonio Brown. Which that's crazy. Good, a good idea or a bad idea to sign Antonio. Brown. Great idea. Great idea. You take him off the off the field for everybody else, and if he plays good, you win. If he didn't, you get rid of him, and nobody else picks him up. That sounds like the playing chess to me. Also, what he said. Uh, I, so I, I here's the thing. My thing with Antonio, right? Like Antonio as far as a talent, it's a great ad, right? Because now you, I mean, who can they double? They can't double, you know, plus Chris Godwin has been injured, so that helps them. But when Chris Godwin is healthy, who do you double? You know what I'm saying? And Brady spreads the ball around enough as it is. Um, so it's not even like, you know, he, he's going to key in on, on one person where you can, he can help the defense a little bit with that, you know, like the younger quarterbacks do, um, which sucks for fantasy. That's why I hate, you know, starting guys that play with Brady because he's like Brady has also like completely 
watered down the value of Mike Evans. If you're a Mike Evans owner, um, he's completely, Mike Evans went from like arguably the best wide receiver in the league to like, he might be a wide receiver too in fantasy. You know what I mean? Or I mean, I mean, it's difference between when you're just getting numbers, though. Like if Mike Evans, if James Winston is just airing it out to you in a loss, it's like those empty calories. Well, like, the thing is, well, fantasy football is all about empty calories. So all, all the calories uh, count in fantasy. But the thing, but the on on the on the flip side of it, uh, James Winston was was definitely more of a uh, he he allowed Mike Evans to be more of a deep threat. Mike Evans, the, the, the reason why he, he, him and, and Brady aren't really vibing that much is because Mike Evans is a down-the-field guy, and, and, and much of Brady's throws are in the short range and short to mid. Brady, that, the, that's the part about Brady that, that I will stand firm on. Brady's arm is not what it used to be. And it if you look was. at it, and if you look at it, yeah, if you look at, well, he had some, you know, he had, you know, when he yes, had touch. Randy, when he had Randy, they were hitting it down the field. You know what I mean? But he he's was just not, throwing it as far as he could, though, and Randy was going and getting it. Well, he's not even doing that now. You know what I mean? And so that's 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 one of the reasons why Mike Evans' numbers have have taken a hit because Mike Evans is a is a deep threat guy, and and Jameis would would at least do that. Jameis he's gonna throw it to the other team, but he's throwing it deep. <laughs> he might, th- you know what I'm saying? So that's the other thing about it too, like. So, but I mean, what's better to be on a team where you're putting up a hundred yards receiving a game and a touchdown? And oh, I mean, you definitely, you're definitely going to win more. I, I'm not saying it's better. I, I, I'm talking as far as fantasy, like oh, I got you. As I far as you. fantasy goes, if you're a Mike Evans owner, you would you're you're probably missing Jameis Winston right now. I know I am because they're not they don't have a connection. As far as fantasy goes, I'm missing Dak Prescott, and he wasn't even my quarterback. Yes. <laughs> 400 yards a game. Because Zeke Elliott is destroying my team. Yeah, and, 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 and it's going to get worse because they don't have a reason not to stack the box at this point with this, you know, with the rookie that start, that's going to be starting this weekend uh, versus the Eagles. Let's go first place. Let's get that let's, let's get win and, and okay. And let's solidify. talk about these Eagles. Let's talk about my first place Eagles. Let's talk Wentz about them then. This is a bum. No, watch your mouth. Whoa, He's the blasphemy. Why would you guys get rid of Carson Wentz is the best quarterback in the NFC? He's the best quarterback in the sorry in the NFC. He's the best quarterback in the division. Okay. And to, well, talking about the best, injuries. The best quarterback in the division is home with a broken ankle, but I know what you're saying. No, Carson doesn't have a broken ankle. He's playing. But the thing about you, Carson. You, you, you would keep Carson over Dak Prescott if he was healthy right now? No, I wouldn't. Not right now. But <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But I've seen, I've seen Dak Prescott. I mean, I've seen Carson Wentz play better than Dak Prescott oh, for yeah, way yeah. longer. That's the he, thing. Like, he, I know it's there. And then you look at great. this Eagles roster, are. Our offensive line is is completely demolished. Our top three wide receivers, Jalen Rager, is gone. Alshon Jeffrey is gone. Uh, 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 Deshaun Jackson, our deep threat, is gone. So he's only throwing to the tight end. And Travis Fulgham, who just got – who didn't even have a job in two weeks ago, um, our, our starting running back is gone. Like, we're we're in worse shape than the Cow- – we have less talent than the Cowboys do. Yeah. Even when Dak was playing, we had less talent than the Baker Cowboys do. Baker Mayfield with a better team, with a better coach and staff. Who Say it again. He's Baker Mayfield with a better organization. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. 
Baker Mayfield is worlds away from Carson. Carson Wentz is way. Carson Wentz is just going through a, a rut right now, and his his team being completely flattened by injuries doesn't help. Every year I hear Carson Wentz, this is his year. True or false? Well, yeah, because because he because he has the talent, but because he has the talent, but it it was either him being injured or 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 his entire team being injured. I'll take Foles every day. No, why? Foles can't keep a starting job. But he wins. When when he's a backup, that's the time when he's with the Eagles. Foles is the Foles is the Foles is the eighty twenty rule. Like you got your main chick. You don't you don't wipe up the side chick because you you can't make her. She's never gonna be the main chick, and that's Nick Foles. Nick Foles is only good when he's the side chick. When Nick Foles has had the starting job, he's always lost it every time. He's never not had a starting job and didn't lose it. So let's but be clear. But he's never had been in a position where the coaches were like, you know what? Because where you're at and what this is, we have to make it work with you. Like Mayfield, when you're the number one pick, or Wentz, when you're number two pick. Coaches he did out have that. He had that with, with Chip Kelly. He had that. He had that with Chip, Chip Kelly. Kelly. He did. That the they, they were committed. They were committed to Nick Foles. So he he's had he's had plenty of chances. When he got signed in Jacksonville, it was another situation where they sold out for Nick Foles. They thought that he was he was gonna be the guy because how it looked in Philly. He's just not it. He's just not it. It's a different yeah. type of uh, of, of game when you are the guy and Nick Foles doesn't show up when he's he is just, the guy. He's that guy that he can succeed, but you need a really, really, really talented team around. You, you know, he needs everything right. He needs yeah. everything right and he can win. Yeah. That, Eagle, that Eagles team when he came and won the Super Bowl, that was a really good team. Yeah, it was. And that, you know, so, so yeah. Chicago, Plus, but, but again, that was the year that um, Carson Wentz was an MVP candidate. If Carson Wentz doesn't yeah. get hurt, he wins the MVP. Baker Mayfield will never be confused with a league MVP ever. So that that's the thing. There's an asterisk on that. And I love Nick Foles because he won us because he because he won us a championship and playing in the game, but he didn't get us to the championship. Carson Wentz got that team to 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 a to a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So I'm, let's be clear. I mean, Derek Carr almost won a, a MVP. And I'm a Raiders. I don't fan know about that. Right. I don't know that Derek. The year I don't he know heard that he, broke his leg. He was, I don't know the, that. he was leading the MVP race. I uh, like Derek Carr. I like Derek. I think he's a good quarterback. He's cool. He's cool. He's a good quarterback. But talent-wise, he, yeah, I, I don't know about Straight that. Straight out of Bakersfield. Uh, speaking of, uh, speaking of, uh, uh, Baker and, and, and Baker Mayfield and his Browns, uh, Odell Beckham is out for the season. So for maybe that, two years. That's two years. Is that what they said? ACL. They're saying for him, him to be back at his full strength will be almost two years. Damn, I mean, little thirty-one. All right, that's that's not bad for him. I mean, he'll be all right. Can we say yeah, something about Baker Mayfield? He yeah. is the MVP of 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 quarterback commercials, though. He's the best Dude, actor. That's all he does. All he, he does is commercials. All, all he like, does is Baker Mayfield's face on not Baker Mayfield's body. Yes. Yeah. Score. How about the one where he lives? He lives, he at, lives the, at the stadium. Yeah. Dude, yeah. every single one is hilarious. Yeah, it is. That's what he does. He's a good uh he's a commercial guy. That's what he does. Come on. Just stand there. Yeah. That's what he does. Um, so there was also a big UFC fight this weekend. Before we go to UFC, yeah. Todd Gurley. What about Todd Gurley? The touchdown that lost them the game. Oh, Oh, I didn't see that game. He accidentally scored a touchdown. He fell into the end zone. Oh, I did. I did. You know, what, you know what's crazy about that? I watched that same thing happen the night before in a college game. 
Um, in the college game, you're like, uh, he's in college. What well, does he know? I can't remember who it was, but it happened literally two two nights in a row. Yeah. And they, but the funny thing was they went over it before the play. They were like, look, we're not going. But I think yeah. these guys, since they're a kid, you get the ball and you run and you, to the end zone. So but he did it. But but he did it when he was a Ram. Do you guys remember when, yeah, he, he, was did a, when he was a Ram? When yeah. he was a Ram, he did it the right way. Because I remember fantasy owners being like, yo. Ty Gurley was going off, and then he had a chance to score a touchdown, and he just stopped at the one-yard line because he yeah. was having a big game. So he 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 knew better. He just wasn't thinking. That's all. But, you know, he hasn't been the same since he left LA, for real, for real. Um, so UFC. Uh, UFC, there was a big fight this weekend. Um, I also heard that there was a retirement. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, Khabib retired. Um he wants to be the he wants to be the number one uh, pound for pound. Um, he's undefeated. He hasn't lost in. He says he's the goat. Twenty eight, twenty nine fights. Says he's the goat. He wants to be done. I think a big part of it is his father died of COVID recently. They were very. Oh. They're both insane. Russian. So this is more like a Conor McGregor retirement. Or is he done? I mean, no, I, I don't. I don't think. Well, he had said before that the only other fight he wants is GSP. Yeah. So I would think he would come out of retirement for GSP. But if it's not that, he just doesn't seem to care. Yeah. But who knows? Who knows? I think losing a parent you're that close with, he just needs time to chill. Yeah. I also, for some reason, don't like him. I don't know why. I just don't like. <laughs> him. Don't like He's him either. One of those. And I don't like Bone him. Jones to me is the goat. Even Absolutely. with all the drug issues, yeah, I don't care. Do all the drugs, all the all the stuff. Yeah, when he's on, he is on. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. with I'm with Bones. Plus, you know me, I vote for everybody black. Um, okay, so <laughs> let's get into uh, the association. Uh, so before we get into association, um, Odess, tell us a little bit about. Um, I know you were um doing something with the Clippers and and uh assisting them with with the the situation in Englewood and their stadium. Um, tell us a little bit about what's going on with that. So as a stakeholder in Inglewood, you know, born and raised there and having a business in the city, mm-hmm. um, you know, they leaned on some people in the community to just be involved and um, talking to the Sacramento, talking to the legislators and trying to get the process moved along. You know, a lot of people were trying to push back on having a stadium in the city or after we are an arena after we already had a stadium. Yeah. But that land has been a landfill, just open land with empty couches on it for the last 20 years yeah. when I was in school. Yeah. So it was a really good thing. You know, Steve Ballmer wanted to get his team from being in the basement at the Staples Center. Right. And it's a good fit. You know, Inglewood already knows how to host a NBA team. So, yeah. you know, I would have loved if the Lakers came back, but if that wasn't yeah. the case, you know, even though I've been a lifelong Lakers fan, I just thought it was a really good thing. You know, the Lakers don't pay me. Neither right. the Clippers. And if somebody can bring some money into my community and help, you know, just bring revenue and change the view that people have of Inglewood, I had to support it. So, yeah. you know, a lot of letter writing, a lot of going to Sacramento lobbying, and, and things have worked out thus far. So so the pushback on the stadium is from the, from the community over there in Inglewood? The pushback on the stadium is from attorneys who make money on building cases that stop people from doing things. Attorneys make money when things get put in court. Yeah. So Madison Square Garden did not want another arena. Right, because they Uh, they own the forum. forum. They owned the forum. And who wants competition? 
Yeah. So, you know, Steve Ballmer, he's so rich and he's so smart. He just said, I'll just buy the form yeah. and we'll just keep this ball bouncing, keep this, yeah. <laughs> this game going. Yeah. And so what was what was the stance of the community as far as not wanting the stadium? Because to me, you would think that it would bring business in. It would bring jobs in. Uh, you know, it, it would raise the, the value of the property. Uh, I remember when my uh, my sister um, brought property in Los Angeles, which Odess was the uh, realtor for. Um, I remember, you know, talk, them talking about her being down the street from the SoFi Stadium um, and, and, you know, property going up in value when they built the SoFi Stadium and when they're going to have the Olympics there and all this other stuff. And so we were excited to hear that the SoFi Stadium was going up. And then I heard about the Clippers Stadium and I was excited to hear that, um, uh, you know, being involved in, in real estate. So, so what, what, what's their, their situation? What's Gentrification, the issue you know, that's the main thing, you know. Okay. I grew up in Inglewood on Hazel and there's a, a house my friend Ronnie grew up in from when I can remember we moved there in 87 until the mid 2000, maybe 10. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't own it. His family didn't own it. I didn't realize that they had been renting all those years. Mm-hmm. Um, the owner decided to move them out like two years ago. And now there's a four townhouses there that are going for close to a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, when you start looking at stadiums and arenas and things like that, it comes down to, you know, who can afford to stay around that stuff, right. you know, right. when we're on this podcast, you know, we, we talk about stuff and we are, we we're relatable to the communities we grew up in, but we have figured out a way to make enough income to where certain things don't affect us mm-hmm. as much as some of the people we were raised with family members and friends and stuff. Um, so stadiums and arenas bring more investors right. who want people who are going to pay higher rents in these areas. So that's right. a lot of the pushback. And then people yeah. thought that area could have been used for maybe some affordable housing because it was on some of the land was owned by the city. Mm-hmm. But what no one says is that the, um, the, Federal Aviation Committee had um, already bought that land years ago, had it, the houses moved from it because it was a flight path, and they thought it would just unhealthy people to live under it. Uh, so the difference between going to the stadium for a couple of hours in your day and living there for 30 years is yeah. how much, you know, how much flight pollution are you going to get on you? Also, I'm completely against Los Angeles building any more housing. Like, we don't need more people. Okay? We full. It's to capacity. It's already no place to park anywhere you go. Traffic is already the worst traffic ever in the world. Uh, Rent prices are high and going up because of the demand. We just need less people here. So I'm down for them. I'll tell you what, people are leaving, man. I've had so many friends go to Idaho, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona. Born and raised Californians, northern, southern, everywhere is sick of, sick of a, a particular governor in this state and some other things going on. They're leaving. I did hear that there is a, a, uh, a mass exodus happening during the COVID, um, which is exciting me because, like I said, I, I'm serious about, like, Los Angeles needs less people just in general. Like, you know what I mean? Just economic, for economics, for, for the, you know for the environment uh for so many other reasons um i did hear that there were there were people uh getting out of california uh uh, for various reasons yeah um pre-pandemic that was happening we were losing about forty thousand people i think a month Mm -hmm. and they were being replaced by about twenty-seven thousand, if i have the numbers correct oh wow forty thousand who were relocating to arizona nevada and texas majority Mm -hmm. were being replaced by people who made three times the income so people yeah, well that's the other thing it's 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 getting ridiculous to live here you know 
just not only just the cost of living, but real estate, like people, I have a lot of friends who want to own. Um, and I have friends who, a couple of friends that, you know, that I kind of came in with when I got to LA that left, they, they got married, got engaged or whatever. And was like, I want to raise a family. I want to own, and I can't do it here. And they were like, I'm going to the South where I can buy a mansion for $200,000. But, uh, yeah, so I, that's another thing that the, the, the cost of real estate and the cost of uh, living is, has been driving people. I've been hearing that for a while, too. I mean, it's the weather. You can live in middle America and buy a $40,000 house. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So when people say, oh, I don't want to live in L.A., I'm always like, you can live. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Nobody's keeping you here. Right, right. We will be fine if you decide to go. Right. You can move to Idaho or Nebraska or wherever you want. Buy you a house for $60,000. Right. And have no traffic. Right. And have no traffic. And also right. have yeah. nothing else to do. Uh, <laughs> okay. So we can talk hey, forever. Yeah. Boise's supposed to be popping right now. I, I guess so. Uh, Where? But Bo Boise. Boise, Idaho. It's popping a move. What? It's the I, new I, I'm saying it partially joking, but I actually have heard from some friends that moved there that Boise's like a bustling up and coming it is. little town. It actually is. The prices in the houses I think have doubled almost in the last three years. Yeah. yeah. I'm crazy. good. You won't catch me in Idaho unless I'm playing the show and then I'm out the next day. I want to I want a direct flight in and out. I'm it's not trying to say we're not hanging after the one, show. We're not going to the club. Oh, yeah. Is it, oh, yeah, I can it see that. Yeah. I can see that. Idaho and Utah, man. Yeah. One percent though? And the one percent are the yeah, musicians who are there, who were there for shows, and then left. Like, like what I'm gonna do. It's um, it's like this. It's like a stock price. It's kind of a, yeah. a fluctuating one percent. Yeah, it is. It's not a real. It's not a real one percent. <laughs> um. So the NBA is discussing uh the restart or the the new restart. I guess you know starting December the season twenty second. The the twenty twenty one season. Um. Right now there is a soft open for December 22nd training camp will start December 1st and the draft would be November 18th uh good idea or bad idea is this too soon or not nah, to start the leagues start the year start the new season uh December 22nd horrible idea I agree that's really you fat. that's really fat this was a for everybody, obviously, an emotional draining year, but it, that's an emotionally draining season. And on top of that, you had them in the bubble, which is like, you know, uh, all of us not in the bubble don't have to deal with it. But like that, thinking about that seems very stressful. Yeah. Mental stress, emotional stress. It just seems like why, 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 so why are we doing this? So the, the why is the why is financial. Um, the, well, they, yeah, of the, the, they want to. So the NBA has already lost out on millions of dollars because of the pandemic obviously for obvious reasons the the obviously ticket prices um and uh, i feel horrible viewership. for the nba i feel really bad yeah for them. i mean they they still made in the bubble they still made 1.5 billion i think in the bubble but that was well, like way less they, the, the nba typically makes around 8 billion uh annually so yeah, them stadiums being empty the, the yeah that's the, a lot the, the it, it was a lot warriors had to borrow money from yeah the NBA, um, so, so it was a lot. So it's definitely, it's definitely financially motivated. The other, the other nugget is they, they wanted to start before Christmas because them losing out on the Christmas day games is, is also a huge 
loss as far as uh, finances for them because that's Christmas Day is big and they don't want they didn't want to lose ground to the NFL or have somebody else pick up that Christmas Day um they're, they're you know Christmas Day is supposed to be theirs and then the NFL has Thanksgiving and everything like that so com- completely financially motivated and your your boy the second goat said he's not doing it right no, that's not what he said. He also, he's also the GOAT, the only GOAT. The but goat. What, what happened was, I think you're talking about the, the comment that Danny Green made, which he said um, he was on a podcast or something, and he was asked about the start date. And he said, uh, quote, if we start in December, I think most guys um, are like, I'm not going to be there to have that quick of a restart. He said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even expect LeBron to be there for the mm. first month of the season. So he's saying he doesn't think – the the stars and especially guys who played in the finals you know this is a that's a two-month turnaround if you played in the finals if you're the lakers or the heat that's a two-month turnaround um so he's saying that he doesn't think they're you know they would show up he wouldn't expect them to show up it's it's bad business i mean think about this you took off four months right where they got to rest and get healthy then you put them in like this expedited go 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 you get through that season and now it's you're gonna take a quick break and you're right back in. Yeah. And you're talking about 72 games. How many more players are gonna get injured? We're watching them get hurt in the bubble. Yeah, yeah. true. I guess, Your I, body, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say, I guess that is part of the reason now that I think about it is the way the NBA is looking at it is, well, most of you guys never even came back because you weren't even in the bubble. So there's yeah. you guys. And then there's the bubble teams and, and the teams that made it all the way to the finals, obviously. But you guys only were in – yeah, you were in the bubble, but that was only a whatever that was, how, um, two months, whatever it was. So, yeah. like, they're thinking, oh, well, you just had a shortened, shortened season, so now let's get started earlier. Yeah. But that's all the good players. I know. I, yeah. I, it's uh, – Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I, I don't I – I get the NBA's reasoning for it. Um, they also want to – they're also doing it so that they can – so that they're not constantly chasing – the seat the next season they want to they want to get in so that this it wouldn't be an 82 game season i think it would be 72 or 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 something less 72 Um, so so they're also trying to get in and then get out so they're not running into because the other the other thing that that uh made them lose money is they were competing with the nfl so they lost on viewership in the bubble um they were competing against you know these other things that were going on and so, because they were playing at an odd time and there's a lot of stuff happening, they're all playing the in the middle of summer, all the, all sports, the sports and everything right. like that. So they, they're trying to get in and get out so they don't have to deal with the losses that they had this summer. So I get it. At the same time, I also get why it's not great for the players, but it's kind of, to me, it's a rock and a hard place. I mean, I wouldn't want to make that decision. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I see both sides of it and, I, and I, I, both sides of it to me have very valid points you know it's just a it's an impossible your number decision one business model is your talent people watch the nba because of the talent now if you run your horses too hard and you end up with a bunch of injured players what then if lebron yeah. gets hurt and who else would just finish playing danny um what, the guy with his shoulder from miami bam uh, oh bam how that changes the whole landscape of the NBA. And now yeah. you're using your young talent to injuries they didn't have a chance to heal. Yeah. The good, the good news is that it's not the NFL, so I, I feel confident that they will work out something that works for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll figure it out way better than the, uh, than the NFL did. And they're not going to have a bubble, obviously, so that's going to be a, a, a higher a, a level of difficulty. 
Um, so we're so the other part of that is free agency has to happen sometime in that thing sometime soon. It has to be sometime next month. So this is all happening very fast because the draft is going to be November 18. Then free agency is going to happen sometime after that. Speaking of free agency and all the different trade rumors and stuff that's happening, one of the biggest trade rumors that is going on right now is that the Warriors are looking to trade for Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. Um, like or dislike the Warriors trying to trying to bring in Bradley Beal? I love Bradley Beal. Um, to be honest, I, I've only seen him play, you know, a full game a few times. He's very good. And yeah. I've heard that rumor for a while. And for some reason, it doesn't excite me as much as obviously Giannis. It doesn't excite me as much as uh, thinking about, like, I love DeMontis Sabonis for their team. Yeah. I don't know if he's on the table. I know Oladipo wants out. I don't know what, the, what they'd be looking to do with Sabonis. But you put Sabonis on the Warriors, and they're a contender next year. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, and there are some other names thrown out there that, that I really like. But um, I don't know. I don't get Beal. How does that mesh? I don't get the Beal thing because the whole premise of what they, they're supposed to like about players. You, you know, another rumor I heard that I love is Drew Holiday. I love that. I heard that too. He D's up anybody. He's a he loves to pass. He can spot up. He can shoot off the dribble. He's a team guy. Like that's the kind of guy I'd get. Even though he's not considered as good of a player as Bradley Beal, I think he fits the system better. Um, but, I also heard that that they you know they they have the second pick in the draft, right? Yeah. Um, the other thing I heard, and I wanted to know how you felt about this because this is a little shaky as far as for Warriors fans to me that they worked out uh, this guy from overseas, uh, Danny. At I can't. I'm not. No, I'm no one's gonna say his name right. Is he the young guy that that's in the draft? He's in the draft. He's from Spain or somewhere. And apparently they were blown, quote, blown away by this guy Danny Fgita or whatever. To me, that means are they gonna? If they were to pick him, that means that means passing on. No. So he's. I think he's from Israel. And I saw some video of him, and I thought I knew they'd like him because he looks like he fits the system. But but. What, and I've stayed up on this a lot, actually. What they're looking to, what they're probably going to do is they're probably going to deal the number two pick and maybe some other guys, whatever, and move down in the draft mm, and pick up some nice veteran pieces and then, and then draft uh, that guy or there's another guy they really like coming out of college, which I actually mm. don't hate that move. Because if you don't, if I you don't, don't, I don't, if you don't love, if you don't love Wiseman, yeah. I don't think, Andy, I like Anthony Edwards a lot. I don't think he's fit for them. Um, I, I'm not big on ball. I like James Wiseman, but if they don't love him, yeah. then why not? Move yeah. down, move down and move. And the also that team, you know, most of the time the answer for teams that are um that are veteran guys um with championship pedigree, with championship experience, with playoff experience, the answer to get them over the hump is not a draft pick. It's not a rookie most of the yeah. time. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's why LeBron got to Cleveland and was like, Yeah, that's nice. Send that guy, send that number yeah. one guy packing. You know, because they're, they're not the answer. You want veteran role players. You want guys with playoff experiences. You want yeah. the old guy. You want the Danny Greens and the Bradley yeah. Bills. And and, the, yeah. and and even though this kid's young, he's already been playing pro for a few years. So I think they like that he'll be ready to come in and, yeah. and produce right away. But he's not Luca. He doesn't look like Luca. No, he's, he's Where not Everybody's Luka. like, this guy's a killer. Yeah. He's not he Luca. He reminds me of the guy. Um, who did Detroit pick instead of Carmelo? What was that guy's name? Oh, oh, oh uh... Ah, uh, yeah. something with an O. That he, guy. Oh, Darko, no, Darko, Darko Milicic. Darko, Darko Milicic. Yeah, and he didn't is. have a bad 
career, but when you go that high, he was. Yeah, he's, he's got under. He's under got one more championship than Melo does. Uh, how about that? Ooh, that we we talked about that a couple weeks ago. That's messed up. But but you know why I don't hate that move either is because I didn't realize how good Pascal was. This guy Pascal that they have from Eric Pascal. Yeah, yeah. This dude is a beast. Yeah, but he's like, four foot eleven. He is not four foot eleven. How dare you? My ex girlfriend's four, four foot eleven. <laughs> oh, he's a beast though. He's but but it, it was he playing the three? Remember the guy from so. uh, Denver? What was his name? Farid. Kenneth Farid. See, he's not a Farid though. This dude bangs down low, but he handles. He shoots the three. He does it all. I like yeah. this. We'll see. I mean, he he. I mean, the good thing is he has um green to be around to possibly yeah. work on his game. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But they gotta but get some veteran guys. If they, I mean, you know, Joe, what I've wanted, if they got a, a shot at Giannis, they got to sell This is not happening. I mean, how dare, how dare you? How dare you? JT how is, dare you? If Stop Trying to Make Fetch Happen was a person, it would be JT Harker. Listen, um, listen, this is a rumor. It's a real thing. It's a rumor that JT Harker made up on this podcast. I did not make it up. Yes, he did. It's not happening. It's just not happening. He's got to let it go. Um, but one of the other the, – the other – things that we're hearing in free agency was Spencer Dimwitty. Now this is one of those back, like backhaul situation things where like we see the writing on the wall and everybody's trying to like speculate about it. Spencer Dimwitty is leaving his representatives at rock nation. Um, he may represent himself, but Don't that also, le- that also leaves the door open for him to join clutch sports, which means he could make his way like Anthony Davis did after he joined Clutch Sports, to the Los Angeles Lakers for our second straight championship in L.A. So is he free to go right now? (laughs) I I think he might be. I think he might be a free agent, if not this year, next year. But I think he might be a free agent. That would be dope to get spent. But pay attention because the, the situation with the... When people change agents like this, it mostly, it mostly happens because they're about to make a move. Right. You know right. what I mean? So That's that could be. Yeah. Yeah. So pay attention. I would love to have uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, you see, they say Rajon Rondo. The Clippers are going after Rajon Rondo. Yes. That's not. The Clippers got to figure their lives out and, and, and stay they in the They need a point guard, though. They need a lot of things right now. Um, no, they but, really just need a point guard. They need a lot. Yeah. No, they need to they need reshape that roster. They need a leader. The roster yeah. is good. They just need a real point guard. They, they, they need to, they need, I think they need to reshape that roster because I think that they, they thought that Kawhi Leonard was just, was going to come in and be the savior and that playoff P was not going to turn into way off P and they were mistaken. I think that they need, to me, playoff see what P. see you did there. Yeah. The w playoff the P. Way yeah, off. yeah, I did that. Playoff. Uh, Way off, way off P. Yeah, yeah. To me, (laughs) way off P is not your number two for a championship team. So that's that's another thing that they're gonna have to figure out. Um, Yeah, that's interesting. We'll see. Um, One of the other things that was going on was, did you guys hear about this? I mean, we all know about the beef that was kind of this subtle beef that happens between Shaq and Dwight Howard. It's not. It's, Are we still talking about this? <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, that's what I thought. I'm like, I thought it was over. Like, cause Shaq will be on TNT and then he'll say something nice about Dwight cause he was doing it during the playoffs. And I thought, oh, they're good. They're good now. He was calling him Superman and stuff. Dude, the thing with Dwight is he goes from just being happy with his role 
to turning into freaking like just talking shit. Now he's so here's the thing. all the time. He's, he's in each other's, he's in people's ears. He didn't talk he's, shit though. So this is what happened. No, but I'm just, but I'm, just, I'm just saying he's got this new thing of this bad boy. Like he thinks he's Rodman now. And, yeah. and, and because he thinks he's Rodman, he thinks he actually contributed mightily to this championship. Oh, effort. He did. Okay. Oh, so he let's, did. he did contribute mightily. He contributed some, so let's, but before, not like they, Rodman. They lose so to let's, Denver without him. Let's, let's that hear. That might be true. Let's hear what, what, what happened for the people who don't know. This was a, what happened was, uh, there was a video of, of Dwight ta talking in the locker room at, you know, on his live stream. And then Shaq heard the video and was commenting on it on some other show. Here's, here, here's the Everybody out there. Don't ever give up on you. Give up on your dreams. Give up on your I swear, just keep fighting. I swear to God, don't ever give up on yourself. You know what I don't like as a player, though? What's that? So a lot of players on their little Instagram bragging like they were the reason they got the championship. I ain't going to say no names. There was a lot of that going on. I, I ain't going to say no names. I, you, you don't have to. You yeah. don't have to. Sit you your don't... ass down. You didn't do nothing. Stop it. But I already know who you're talking about. You know it, too. I know you know who I'm talking about. Stop it. There Front were... runner. By the way. Um... Bandwagon jumper. Stop it. Oh. Stop it. Don't be talking to me like you know players. Sit your ass down. By the Stop way, it. Lakers front office. Post one pick and sit your ass down. By the way, Lakers front office. Follow your dreams. And I can't believe it. Stop it. You ain't do not to opt. Seriously. Oh, wait a minute now. He played a role. Okay, so. Yeah, man. Shaq went too hard to me. Like, this is this is what I mean. Like, he wasn't talking shit. He was, he was emotional. He had won his first championship. He's been in the league a gazillion years. Uh, and he, he's, so he's he's holding the tr he's holding the the trophy he's holding Mr. Larry O'Brien right there in his hand the gold Larry O'Brien trophy he's on IG live he's emotional as everybody was and he says don't give up on your dreams like do 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 which seemed perfectly in line to me and then Shaq comes off the top bro with sit your ass down and take a picture and that's it like I was like damn Shaq. It just he the, the, he went the, too hard to me. Much. I mean, Shaq has like this is what I don't like. When you play on a team, one of the things is from the first player to the fifteenth player, everybody contributes. Whether that's by being on the bench and helping get some for the coach, whether it's in practice, you helping me get stronger by guarding me, whether just whatever it is, you showing up for them four minutes when I twisted my ankle. That's yeah. what a team is. But I don't like about Shaq doing that is. Shaq is an all-time great. And if you compare everybody to you when you're an all-time great, that's kind of one of the things, honestly, that I've never liked how MJ was towards players. Because let MJ tell it, Pippen was a bum. Yeah. Sometimes how he talks, it sounds like Pippen wasn't good. Yeah. That is untrue. It's it not is. a true. It is true. I and see it all the like, time. No. And, I mean, Shaq was one of the best centers to ever play the game. Dwight had a stretch where Dwight was great. Yeah. But he ain't Shaq. So... Right. He figured out what his role is. He helped. He contributed. He helped the Lakers get a championship. And now you still should. And he contributed man. all year. I'm talking about but Dwight. I remember coming on this podcast in one of the early episodes because JT can contest to this. When they were talking about getting Dwight in the offseason, I didn't want him. I'm like, nah, I was I wrote him off. Like, he just, he going he coming, he going to be the class clown. He missed the funny guy. And he came in and literally, like, I don't see we I don't see us winning a championship without him playing the roles that he we played without him. Yeah, it's he true. played he but I, even before the playoffs, he played big in games, you know, in the regular season, even before the bubble. 
I remember going like, wow. You know what it was though? It wasn't, it wasn't even necessarily what he was saying. It was the way he was saying it because he was coming off really over the top. Like he was emotional. He was crying. I I know. I know. And that, and that's the thing is like, I think what Shaq wants to see, and that's kind of the old school thing. The guys that didn't even have social media or whatever, you know, they just, there's the one camera, but like, I think what Shaq wants to see is this. And we'll just pretend that this bottle of ranch that I just ate my, uh, my spicy chicken with is the, is the trophy. Okay, I think well, he just wanted but to turn the bottle around. Cause we don't, we don't have a endorsement with, uh, that, that company. Yeah. Give no. us money. But yeah. I just, but, but think about this, like just picture this instead of, instead of this, I just want this baller dream. Yeah, you can do anything, and I shouldn't have this stupid fucking mask on my face. But picture this, they're like, man, all I got to say is thank you, Lakers. Like, I kept falling. Nah, bro. I can't go with that. I can't ride with you. How can you tell? I'm just saying be emotional, but just be like, but like, when you. that's you. It's so, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying, though. The old guys, they know what they would do. Like, if Shaq won a championship with the Suns or the Celtics, he knows what he would do, and it wouldn't be that. You know what I mean? And he knows how what he would do. But then again, even when he won it, he was still Shaq, and I'm really I'm, yeah. I'm, but but Shaq's know? been a superstar his whole life since what? Since True. he was a freshman in college, and he uh, has a personality that most people don't. And he has four rings. And he has four rings. Yeah. How about that? And, and this, this about, is Dwight. This might be Dwight's only ring. We don't even know I mean, if Dwight's gonna be back next year. You know. But, what you, mean? but, but you don't think it was over the top the though? No. 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 no I thought. No, I, I honestly, zero. He just won his first championship, and he's been if in the league 20 years. If you asked me about Dwight Howard three years ago, i say he's out of the league. Right, oh, right. Yeah, for sure. For right, sure. he probably he probably, he probably, probably didn't even think that he would have a job because when he got picked up by the Lakers, it was late in free agency. Yeah. Dwight wasn't an early ad, so Dwight probably thought, I'm going home, and this is uh, it for me. I think Dwight Howard is immature, and there's something wrong in his brain and i think no. that's why when he, when he does these drastic things like think he's dennis rodman and and he does the over emotional thing it's like i just think i think, he, I think he grew up a lot this year and i think that's why his play um matured and that's why he was able to be such a big role player because people it was the carmelo effect where people was people didn't think that carmelo couldn't play anymore people didn't think that carmelo was going to fill a role right and and it was the same thing with dwight it was like yeah he's a quarterback he's, from san francisco same thing you just yeah. you, you yeah. forgot how to play all of a sudden. Right, but right, I'm right. This. One of the things I don't like, and I'm gonna say this to you, Jay, like it bothers me in professional sports that Jordan, Grant Hill, Kobe Bryant, Steph Curry, they're the standard, right? And because they have the ultimate marketing ability and how they react, every player has to be like that. Right. And it's yeah. just not true. Yeah. It's because they built their brand around being solid as a rock, never emotion, I'm a killer. You go, that's how you're supposed to be. And that's why, like Colin Coward, one of the things well, I don't like about him, he only likes players who are like that. And for yeah, me, right. I like a Russell Westbrook, a guy who puts it all out there. You know where he's I like he's Russell staying. Westbrook, too. Yeah. I like Russell Westbrook, too. He's but, emotional. But Russell Westbrook, if, if he won a championship right now, he'd be a top two player on the team. It's just, I, I, think, the, I think the old guard is just like, okay, and the same thing with Kuzma doing the Kobe pose. It rubs people the wrong way because Kuzma's over there with the mask and the jacket on, and he's got, and he's got like, the whole thing, like the Kobe <laughs> thing. It's like, ooh, okay. I, I, that's different to me. That's different to me. He's yeah, he young. he's also young. Uh, he that was part, part of, Sha- okay. part of Shaq's rant. 
part of Shaq's rant started with the Kuzma thing. He's like, oh, did it? over here doing the Kobe pose, and then we got Dwight Howard over here, and then he goes into the Dwight oh, Howard Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, so, I can see. So, so Dwight Howard just pushed it. him over the edge. He just yeah, I think that's what it was. Because he because he had some merit with the Kuzma thing, but the Dwight Howard, he went so he brought a machete to, to a fist fight. And I'm like, whoa, Dwight didn't even mention you, bro. He didn't even say anything about really, you. He went really hard at him. And, he and, went and, way hard, like way and, too hard. And him and Chuck will do that. They'll just be totally cool. And man, I'm really proud of this kid. He's really matured and stepped up. And then just drop just a leg drop on and him. And then they'll go, then they'll go off. Yeah, and they'll do it to each other. Like yeah. Charles will be given his very valid opinion as an NBA superstar, one of the best power forwards to ever play the game. And Shaq will just be going like, you don't have a ring, sit down. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like super hard. Let's, let's chill out a little super bit. Super hard. Um, the, other, the other comment that was a little questionable that happened um, was from Kevin Durant. Um, if, you, oh, boy. if you didn't see it, there's a graphic oh, that we have God. now. The comment was from Devin, Kevin Durant. I think he was on a podcast or something. He's talking about Kyrie. He says, Kyrie is better than AI to me. Allen Iverson. Kyrie's better than AI to me. I'm just saying, I feel like Kyrie got more skill. And he went on I, to, I to say more things. I don't want to hear crazy and, talk. And uh, you and, and you and, and, and Kevin had the same edibles before you came on, huh? I, I just. I wish I, could un, I wish I could unsee this. You're a Philly guy. I'm, t I'm tired. Allen Iverson, I take him to a fight with me any time. I think, I, I think, I think we need to uh, not allow Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving to speak like in the off season at all. Like we should, we sh they should be banned from making comments in the off season because this is about the fourth or fifth one we talked about on this podcast alone, and we only we only been around for a couple months. Dude, I, feel like, I mean, I feel like in this picture here, oh, I'm sorry. I feel like in this picture here, Durant's talking to Kyrie and he's just like, should we just come out now? Like we should just tell people like we might let's as well. Just let's, shit. let's just, let's just do it, bro. Let's just do it. And, and Kyrie's like, nah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm still on this flat earth. Shit. I was, I'm not sure I'm ready for that. I'm still next on step. This flat earth stuff. So like these two need to shut their mouths. It's too much. Y'all They need to shut their mouths. This was one now, of the dumbest things that I've heard him say. Next to uh, Kyrie's flat earth, and we don't need a coach thing. We don't need we just coach this team ourselves. Oh my God. We can coach this. We can be coaches ourselves. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see them come every day and be game planning for the next team, and and you know how they're gonna shut down this guy and this guy. Like I'd really, you know, I'm set so up conditioning. Name some players who play with Allen Iverson. Bro, Eric Snow. Bro, George Lynch. Matt the, the, Geiger. Some of the Allen Iverson took maybe the worst team maybe only only second to maybe that team that lebron took with zildrunas ilgaskis there they can battle it out Allen iverson took maybe the the first or second worst team to the finals in nba history bro nba history yeah their second I best Allen iverson will meet a game in a fight a one game win any time over kyrie any day any over day. Kyrie any day. Can he shoot yeah. as good as Kyrie? No. Who cares? Because you know what? He's never going to lay down. He's a better leader than Kyrie. He's never going to yeah. lay down. He's not, he's not blowing up locker rooms. He's in his not prime. blowing up locker rooms. Uh, him being a, a leader off the court translates to him being a leader on the court, and we see that. And he's, he don't like practice either, so he's my man. He's done more with less. When Kyrie had his own team, they were in the lottery every year. Every, every year. Every year. So, yeah, we're all tired of hearing that. Um, the other thing is you brought up, uh, Odessa, you brought up Jordan. 
Um, Jordan also made a comment. This is going to be the last one of the comments. We, people were just dropping uh, little dimes all, all weekend here. Jordan chimes in on – now, this, this is actually something that resurfaced from uh, another interview that he did um, with – I forget the name of the, 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 the people. Something with cigars. It was like a cigar aficionado like interview or something like that. He said, uh, quote, I won six championships. Bill Russell won 11. Does that make Bill Russell better than me or me better than him? No, because we played in different eras. Now, this is interesting because I say all the time in these, in these GOAT debates between him and LeBron that you got to bring something other than the six rings because other people have more championships than Michael Jordan. So my contention is always like, yo, Whatever you do it by, I need you to I need you to keep the same parameters for your own argument. Like if it's if it's by rings, then that's cool. But then don't say that Jordan is the goal because he had six rings only because you know that LeBron has four. And there's you know people that have more. I mean, than that. it's just people's opinion. Like to me, Magic Johnson is my favorite player of all time because I like a winner. Magic won every level in the history of basketball. Yeah. And he is the ultimate. I make everybody better. Yeah. For me, I love that. One of the reasons I love Scottie Pippen so much, it was the same thing. I love a player who can dominate a game. And you'd be like, he only had 14 points? Mm-hmm. I thought he had 50. Yeah. Like, that to me is an amazing talent. Yeah. Now, Michael Jordan, if we go into this, have to assassin. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Allen Iverson, those are my three. Mm-hmm. And then probably Larry Bird in there because they're coming for you. Yeah. And they it's have a, a certain mentality. Different approach it's, to it's, the game. It's, it's not even a good personality, to be honest. But yeah. <laughs> if you need to win a game, they got you. But yeah. when it comes down to it, like, Kareem is one of the best players ever to step on a basketball court, and we never talk about him mm-hmm. because we don't like him. Some of the old heads do. Some of the old heads that I've talked to say that Kareem is the GOAT. Yeah. Look at it, I know a lot of old heads who say Kareem is the GOAT. When, when uh, there was a video when I was growing up, um, I'm sure you remember it, uh, Come Fly With Me, right? Michael Jordan video. Mm-hmm. That, that was his big video. But the beginning of that video had a, a little commercial thing for um, Kareem Reflections from Inside. That was his documentary video. Mm-hmm. And um, – they, they, they have a bunch of scenes when he's winning his last championship. He breaks a scoring record, and Magic is giving him a hug, and they interview him real quick after. He goes, I, I'm just glad that I'm going to get – I'm happy that I'm going to be able to tell my kids one day that I played with the greatest. Yeah. So, like, that, at that era, that time, when he was breaking the records and he was still winning championships, and, you know, he won one in Milwaukee, yeah. which is, you know, as we know, not an easy thing to do. I um, think he- – I think a big part of of, the, of this argument that we see now is an era thing. That was the other part of the Jordan quote that I did like, not only just yeah. the rings part, but the era quote, because I think what we don't realize is if you, if you, if you've had this conversation with older gentlemen or, or, or ladies from, you know, from other eras, their answer does sounds very different from your answer. If you're a LeBron or a Jordan guy, most of them will say, if you go farther back, they'll say Russell. If you come up a little bit, they'll say Kareem, right? And so I think somebody made a good point when we were talking about this, that we're just in the era where we might, you know, a couple eras, you know, down the line, we're going to be, uh, they're, they're going to be saying that it's LeBron 
And those guys are going to be saying something else. And because they never it, saw a LeBron player, yeah, they didn't live th through that era. They're going to be 20, like, no, it's so-and-so. In 20, so -and -so. In you know 20 I mean? years, people might be saying like Luca's the greatest ever yeah. or something like that. You know? Yeah. The so, eras thing plays up. The, the eras. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. That might be a stretch, but the eras thing plays a big role because I, I, I've, I've argued with a lot of guys who to me, it, it wasn't, we weren't even, we weren't arguing stats. We were just arguing nostalgia. And they were just like, well, right. it's him because I love him. And I'm like, that's a different, yeah, no, we can no, have a debate, but you can't, you can't debate emotion. You can't debate nostalgia. You know what I mean? If you don't go stats or nostalgia, Kareem, if you just look at it by overall, he was the most hyped player, only player more hyped coming out of school than him was LeBron James. Because we forget he did destroyed high school and college. They change when they change rules for you. And they change the rules for him. Yeah, you're good for yeah. Kareem. <laughs> yes, Kareem. You, what, they what stopped him they from dunking in college. When he was at UCLA, there was no dunking uh, yeah. because they didn't no want him. Rule, yeah. And he, he, he was just destroying his people. Freshman year because of the rules. Yeah, another name I was gonna throw in there. A lot of people still say Will, and they changed they changed the size True. of the key. Change the size of the key for Will. Yeah. Yeah, that's how that's real dominance. Yeah, the said, no, we need to change some shit because of you. Think yeah. about this: they changed the, the the dribble rule because of Charles Barkley. That's how dominant he was for a four year period. Yeah, they changed when the what rule. Just, they how long you can dribble the ball. Oh right, yeah. Right, right, yeah. And he that's the, the ball. That's the other point to to, to what you're saying, Odess. Notice that every time we move up in eras, the talent gets better. That's the other thing that I that I don't like to hear. Well, back in my day, back in your day, the talent wasn't better. And the talent has always gotten better when you got to the era. They're 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 way more Swiss Army guys out that, that play today that are bigger, stronger, faster, that can do more. Kevin Durant is seven feet tall. Not always. I mean, if Anthony, you look at Davis, Anthony Davis is seven feet tall and can take you off the dribble, but can post you up, but can also drain threes. And yeah. the talent, the, the talent has I, I, always I think, gotten better. It's always yeah, gotten better. I think the, I think the notion skill, that, that my day is better than yours, it's, it's never been true. It's, it's, know, it's, it's definitely mutants out there, though. Because Ralph Sampson did oh yeah, everything. That's, that, yeah, I, I was going to say the I same thing. I mean, overall, thing. collectively, like, there's more. Yeah, yeah, I, I think there's that. more. Guys are coming up more skilled with overall yeah. skill sets. But at yeah. the same time, the true big men are almost gone, too. So you don't have to contend with giant, you know, but, that, but that's because they're that's because they're becoming more well-rounded players. So so their value true, is, their true, value is but, more than just standing on the block and waving. Right, their but it changes the style of play too. So guys, yeah. that you know, it's it's an interesting thing. Yeah. But I have always liked that Jordan has always said that. Like, because if anyone you would think would be out there saying I'm the greatest ever, you'd think it would be Jordan with yeah. the giant ego. But he's always been like, man, I didn't play against that guy. I don't know. Right. I can't say because yeah. I didn't play. Against I mean, that if guy. we just go talent, look at J.R. Smith. I remember talking, having, being around Kobe maybe 10 years ago. He yeah. thought J.R. Smith would be a great player. Because mm -hmm. if you look at the tools he has, yeah, he, he had them talented. all. Yeah. yeah. But you got to put them together. You can't just yeah. have talent. Yeah. But there's, there, there's, there's definitely – the talent has, has grown and evolved. And there's definitely more talent. Every, in every era, you, you get more talented guys, and the talent gets better. You know, it's just, it's just a fact of, of life at this point. Um, okay. So let's get out here on this uh, first – Sixers are looking at hiring Darren Morey from the Rockets. Is this a good or bad idea? I, I, like, I like it because I think he's always out trying to win now. Uh, I think Darren Morey is just going to fuck up the Sixers. I don't, I don't think <laughs> – he, he, he had the Rockets. Move. 
He had the Rockets ready to win a championship. Nah, win. they were they were they weren't ready to win it. They were winning, but they weren't ready. They were no, never championship contenders. <laughs> no, when CP three got hurt, they were ready to win a championship. Oh, regular they, you know season yeah, they, championship. They, they did underachieve that they, year. They had the Warriors. They had my Warriors beat until he pulled the hamstring. I'll give they're you that. Win it. I'll give you that. I'll give you that year. I, I will. Regular I, season championships. Yeah, they're but they're yeah they're regular season champions. Um, Kanye West was on Joe Rogan. Did anybody hear it? Did any? No, but I, I have to listen to it. Please listen to, listen to it, it. and we will we can go into depth on this. But this is it was another one of those where it was there were golden he, lines all over. He's the been place. trying to get him on for like two years. Well, he was on, and he was on for three hours. It's a three hour interview, um, and he says a lot of things that you would expect him um to say uh, one i think one of the things i remember him saying that money isn't real um it's and not that, and that it's not real no it, yeah it's fake it's it's imaginary but, but i'd love um, to hear his take on that yeah it was yeah but we weren't talking about his comment wasn't about the actual legitimacy of money in america not being backed by certain by certain it wasn't that it was like money isn't real like you know what i mean which it's like a philosophical money is real if you if you walk up to uh, a car a car dealership with thirty thousand dollars and you hand them money they'll hand you a car so that was that was a real exchange like that actually happened it's also very easy to say that when you have a lot of fucking money exactly yeah yeah <laughs> Listen, just, money isn't even real what is this i what don't know this? i don't, I don't know what this is, is. yeah like air uh, anyway uh stan van gundy was hired by the pelicans was that a good or bad hire it's a great uh, great hire because if worst case scenario he gets those young players mentally prepared to be great players. He may not be able to get them further, but he took an Orlando team way further than they should ever win. I don't I like it. When he got mm. Detroit, they were too old. I don't the like it because I think that this team is young and I think that they need somebody with some type of championship pedigree, some, you know, something that they can look up to. And I think that they need some, I think that Stan is a little too far removed from the game today. I, I think, think he turns Brandon Ingram into a superstar. Yeah, I, I'm going to say this. I think he makes them a lot better. I don't think he – I mean, you know, he, he, he's grown up too. Maybe he's a championship coach now. But I don't, I don't think – I mean, you know, I don't think that team's a championship team anyway. But I think I, he turns them into – and I think he gets Zion an actual game plan of what to do when you're on the basketball. Because right now he catches the ball, he drops his head, and he either dunks on you or he's shooting the three. That's it. There's I think no he's game plan. Jackson to the Golden State Warriors. Hmm. I, no, I that's, a, that's interesting I to see. That's a good um, the Ravens signed Des Bryant to the practice squad. Uh, don't care. Mo yeah, it's I don't. That, there's there's nothing happening there. There's nothing happening there. He's he'll we'll see. He'll be here and gone uh, tomorrow. Uh, absolutely nothing right there. Um, we're hearing that Demar Derozan wants out of uh, San Antonio. That's a, something to watch as far as um, the free agency situation goes. Um, and last but not least, if you guys haven't seen the uh, the, the viral Vegas uh, tweet that happened, this guy tweeted out, uh, if you're not watching, the tweet says, do not stay at the Venetian in Las Vegas. They do not clean their rooms. We found dirty panties, used condoms, wrappers, and dirty used face masks in multiple locations in the room. They almost ruined my relationship and didn't <laughs> care about the health risks. Is this guy lying? This is this is what the big thing online was like. Is he lying? Like, to, is he just bullshitting to get out of a situation where he got caught because his side joint really left the panties and the condoms and everything in the room? 
or do you think this there's some truth to this? I believe I'm 100%. The rooms are so big in the Venetian, the hotel is so big, and without room service, the new COVID rules, I hear all kind of crazy stories. I think he's lying. I think this is a bold-faced lie, and I'm not gonna lie, I judged the book by his cover because I clicked on his profile, and I was like, took one look at his profile and was like, this mother, he is lying. He looked like an F-boy to me. He looked yeah. like he just did all this to, to really, to really like just lock in there with his girl that like, hey, I didn't do this. Um, this looks like something I would do, and I, I would say he's lying. <laughs> uh, looks like one is. of my moves. Yeah, yeah, it looks like it looks like he, he was BSing. Um, Odess, thank you so much for joining the show today. Uh, please tell the people where they can follow you or support anything that you got going on coming up. All right, so you can follow me on Instagram at, at ODEST, mm -hmm. on Facebook at Odess Riley. Um, my website is O-D-E-S-T-R-I-L-E-Y.com. I am out here doing real estate and lending. Um, one of my passions is definitely, no offense, JT, but um, looking out for people of color, trying to get them in home ownership because it <laughs> really is offended. how we get wealth in this country. Yeah. You know, right now the interest rates are so low. If you have the opportunity and you have the income, you should really look into buying something because ownership, owning things is how this country has always been the way out yep yep thank you so much bro uh if you guys definitely reach out to odess if you're if, even if you just want some knowledge he's very knowledgeable very plugged um and yeah you want to own like you know even if it's not here in la if you're listening from somewhere else um follow him he's always got great tweets and great posts and, and stuff and, and and it's always very informative thank you so much for coming on bro we, i am at thank joe connor 33 everywhere um make sure you like and subscribe to the youtube and turn on your notifications so you know when we're dropping a video um and make sure that you follow on whatever platform that you watch uh your get you get your podcast from whether it's you know spotify or itunes or iheart um make sure you go ahead and give us a follow on the streaming platforms even if you never listen on the stream and even if you never watch just on youtube subscribe. subscribe to our youtube just we just need those subs yeah um at jt harker for everything i just flew in from nashville this morning and i got some fire coming your way fire. i'm very very excited about it joe's already heard some of it fire and i'm super stoked uh track six songs and it'll be coming over the now over next year so look out for that and uh, at jt harker sports for the sports cards and uh covering some fantasy stuff dope this has been vote. another episode uh, oh also go vote and vote early vote asap uh, this has been another episode of the Backstage Sports Podcast. Until next time, be safe and be great. Peace. Backstage Sports.